0: Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Narrowgate Podcast. I am Benjamin Hoover, licensed marriage and family therapist out of Roseville, California. All right, and so today I am covering, uh, once again, a topic within the realm of pornography, but... I am talking about pornography in terms of uh, why it impacts a romantic relationship, like in terms of why, why does the, the, the person who's been wounded, um, by their partner turning towards pornography, what, why does it hurt so much? Um, because we, this, this, this is uh there this has a lot of hurt and pain that carries in relationships it can it can end up destroying relationships and it's not pornography itself as much as the uh, um the hiddenness and the the uh the struggle to to get through the pain together um it kind of tends to perpetuate more of this compulsive turning towards pornography and this detaching from the person that they're romantically connected to their love their and so I really wanted to kind of shed a little bit of light on this, and uh, so hopefully, this—if if you're someone that struggles with pornography, and you're in a romantic relationship, or you have someone that is, or you have friends that know—that I hope that this information is helpful to that uh, in, in whatever capacity. But um, but I do think that this is really essential to talk about, and so um, and so let's let's roll up our sleeves and get into it shall we so i i have to be honest you know i'm i'm terrified of, of intimacy i'm terrified of vulnerability and it scares the hell out of me to uh to to share myself to another to it doesn't even matter if it's a romantic partner or a friend or a family member or whatnot um I'm I'm terrified of it. I'm, I'm you know the the person leaving. I, I I'm starving for it. I but to you know this the state of being uncovered, nothing hidden. I mean, man, we all long for this. We 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 crave this. But uh, but in the same vein. We're 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 terrified to ex- to expose ourselves before somebody else because when we are in the most vulnerable state in our life, that being a child, um, we we that's a lot of times where we've gotten pretty hurt, uh, and sometimes yeah maybe it wasn't our childhood maybe it was friendships along the way or romantic relationships along the way but we've uh, maybe developed protective ways. Of, of not feeling that pain when we've needed to feel that pain in order to grow. And so we create these patterns and we go back into these relationships that end up hurting us where we feel hurt even more. So, um, but our, our deep desire is to be seen and, and someone to know us and for us to know another. But, we, um, but let's just say, you know, when we carry these relational injuries from our, from our appointed uh, safe havens. Um, that being like our parents or our caregivers, you know, who, who wound us. And I would say directly or either directly or or indirectly. And, and yet without repair, boy, it throws everything off the tracks because I mean, the thing is, is it's inevitable that there's going to be hurt and pain in relationships. Parents will never be able to avoid that, but it's not so much the, the creation of the pain, the, the cause of it, even if it's direct or it's indirect, but it's the, it's the mending when it, when things go without mending, uh, you know, we look for ways to try to deal with the hurt and pain. And, uh, and so when we don't experience this, uh, repair in the relationship, this turning back towards each other and this, and, and caring for the wounds that are there and, and hearing the pain and whatnot, um, it just, it throws everything off the tracks and so when we grow up and we continue to develop derailed in this way, we, we end up lost, we're wandering various paths, we're trying to find our way back to a connected life. And so the truth is is you're looking, you're looking to reconnect. And relational traumas that go unhealed uh, perpetuate this wandering, um, this, this, this struggle, this lost directionless experience of trying to get back to closeness. And so, um, but when we're wounded in childhood and we have, we, unfortunately, our caregivers lack the ability, the understanding or the awareness to, to care for these injuries, um, you know, we're going to develop self-protective and, and injured ways to, to get these needs met, to, to, to keep the relationship intact, to, to go back to harmony. Um, and, and yet, unfortunately, when we end up in relationships, we carry these, uh, these protective mechanisms, these, these injured attempts. And unfortunately it leads to wandering further away or it leads to a relationship ending. Um, even if our intent, our intent is to get back to that connection. Do you realize that that's, that's whatever you're doing is this, it doesn't even matter. It's this attempt to be connected, connected relationally. Um, so, uh, and so, no matter the the securities we might set up in place to in a relationship to avoid pain, uh, to even to 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 um, to prevent a person leaving the relationship ending, um, the reality is in in actual vulnerable personhood and true humanity, uh, we allow the person the freedom to wander away. We do. Um, God allows that, and so um, and so it's it's. We reflect that, and so in a in a vulnerable experience, expression, and a true lifestyle of 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 vulnerability, we we have these freedoms. We're we're given the allowance to to pull away, to to leave, to end things, to wander away, as painful as it is. But those who commit, those who choose to commit, to intentionally invest and stay in the relationship um to intentionally face the pains uh, each other feels, both past and present, um, that, that's a part of the package. That's a part of the deal there. And so and they also they also together pursue uh, this uncovering of the reasons for a person wandering, leaving the relationship, going somewhere else um, if they choose so. We obviously have the freedom to end things, but those who do willingly commit, as much as they're on the, the the threads the final threads of it ending um, you know we're that 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 wandering is allowed and uh, and so if people stay uh, committed to the experience of healing together and coming back together uh, I think a part of that healing process is, is uncovering together this wandering uh, this this wandering the the deeper, meanings behind it so but this wandering is actually about connecting um but this fear of pursuing it there's as i mentioned just earlier is that we're 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 hungry for intimacy we're scared to go into it and so uh and so we're we're terrified to reveal who we truly are underneath um the messiness whatnot and, and the fear really is that the person's gonna leave that's that's it Like we just have, we, we hide, we, we stuff these things down because we're terrified that the other person's going to end things. This, uh, annihilation of the relationship, we can call it this, this destruction. Our our world collapses, this catastrophic, agonizing, harrowing pain that, that we feel that just bursts within us. We'd we want to avoid that at all costs is feeling this disillusionment and disorientation and and uh, utter lostness so um so that's that's why we kind of try to keep things going okay and smooth and avoid the roughness, but the wandering is uh, a symptom of this avoidance of of this deeper scarier rockier connection um, so uh so it's it's also it's it's in our hands um to venture towards the other and not away to put ourselves out there to to risk unveiling ourselves and the hurt and pain and and that the you know the other's response um can either invite closeness or distance. The person can pull away or draw closer. That's the risk that we take um it also means that that uh that when we encounter the deeper subterraneous wounds within us. Um, we go through them and not away. So, so to actually go towards our true selves, which also happens in these um, in these intimate relationships, um, you know, it, it means we, we 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 travel through the pain and not away from it. So, uh, so why you know why does it hurt so much then for some? Maybe not everybody, but why is there so much in a in a romantic intimate relationship when when someone someone one of the partners has turned towards pornography um, I, I think I, I love starting out with these why questions I, I feel like kids are just brilliant in that way where they they ask why 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 part of them just loves asking why I don't understand entirely but but still what it points to is this curiosity within. And I think what a beautiful thing to be able to have these freedoms without judgment to start exploring the whys, the reasons for something. And so, you know, I like starting out either in these talks, in these episodes, or just in my writings or in discussions with, with close friends, is you know, these why questions, like why 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 does it hurt? Why does it hurt? Why is it so painful when someone has turned towards pornography? And and, and the reactions can be this mild sting, right? Like a person maybe tears up, cries a little bit, um, feels hurt, can express that they feel hurt. Or it can range to these catastrophic howls um, of, of deep trauma that the person is... is uh, it's almost like the the relationship becomes capsized. It, it careens into this iceberg, and it's destructive, and um, and it's it's ugh, gnashing and blood, and I don't know. It's just it's brutal. Um, but but nonetheless, regardless of the intensity of the reaction, the hurt and the anger point to something actually missing within the relationship, and that missing is that the that the other person has turned away. But even that—that that the other person's turned away—says that there's something that's been missing in their relationship, and missing within themselves as well. But but first, I want to ask: what what's what creates closeness? What what generates intimacy? What draws people towards one another? Right? Like, um, sure, there's maybe a mutual connection, the ability to laugh together—that um, that creates kind of a bond. But that that is. Maybe one level, one layer of a relationship, <coughs> um, but then there's something that then there's also this this deeper uh, tunnelling, this deeper chiselling uh, of building intimacy, and I think that uh, that it's it's this turning towards one another, this face to face engagement. Um, we we invest in seeing the other, and we also reveal our own hearts when we allow the the other uh, into our desires into our hearts the, 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 our desires we share our fears and our pains and our joys and our needs our insecurities and um, our successes our victories and our, our stumbling blocks all of that and I think that this is so integral um, to to growing closer to deepening that bond so so relationship, uh it 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 thirsts, it hungers for, it's nourished by playfulness, um, difference and yet also mutual connection on things. But also this uh and also this this caring for one another, that's also vulnerable, but also it's this revealing of ourselves and 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 sharing sharing things to one another. And so um this this exposure of our vulnerable self is it's It's actually an invitation. It's an invitation invitation into closeness uh, to, into the person drawing towards us. but it it cannot be done by force or control. that this inevitably drives uh, the other away. And I was I mean, I was in, I was in a relationship where it was done uniquely, but there was this kind of force or control of, of bringing closeness in a relationship, and actually, like, my, my body shut down, um, it actually, like, I didn't get aroused or anything, and, and I, I really struggled with that, and beat myself up, and like, why, why am I not aroused, why, you know, why am I not feeling drawn towards this person, but it was, it was, it was the way that they were, um, exhibiting, the way that they were displaying, the way it was, it was, there was this, there was this control going on. As well as I can look back to myself in a, in my first relationship when I was a freshman in, in college, which was... God, I was 18. Man, that was 15 years ago? Ugh. And uh, I'm saying that now because like, I was just dancing the night before with my church. We had this two-hour dance party, and I'm feeling very sore. I'm not the uh, the young the young, spry, agile Ben I used to be. So, but, but when I was in this relationship, oh man, I, there was so much insecurity, and there was such a desire for closeness and to to, to secure this relationship, for this person not to leave, and I, and there was just, God, I mean, the, I did some manipulative things in that relationship, and I can share that at another time, but, but, but this force and control Um, it's this false sense of security. Even if the person gives into it, it's not, it will always be there until like I myself had to, had to go in and venture, uh, explore, become aware of and feel the pains and the fears and, and not, um, and not try to suck this person close to siphon their, uh, their love so I could feel okay with myself. Um, and so there's this we're given uh we're allowed this freedom to draw near or away to open up or not open up to to stay guarded or or to uncover so when we share ourselves like like i think for me it's terrifying when i get vulnerable i love doing these podcasts um, <laughs> particularly because i'm not face to face but it's still vulnerable because i don't know i don't know what it's going to stir up i don't know if no one's going to respond or someone's going to respond or if it's going to be negative criticism or positive criticism I don't know Um, but whenever I put my heart out there whenever I I, uh, enter in some levels of vulnerability there it's terrifying and yeah I would love people to start opening up themselves or for them to really appreciate what I'm sharing but I don't know it's it's a risk I'm entering into mystery when I do that Um, so uh, but but when um, okay, back to what I was talking about when when pornography is revealed then when when it comes out it's either it's either discovered by the the partner um, of of the one who's looking at pornography or if the 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 partner out of you know the one who was looking at pornography ends up sharing this, I mean it, it the pain hits deep, it hits deep. And so, if intimacy is about turning towards each other, the pain that hits uh, part of it is is uh is that why actually I think the main reason is that because that lover has turned away from them, they turned away from intimacy there 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 there's been this this pulling away right and um you know and it's it's it, the the face if if there's this Face to face, right? Like this person has has their face is oriented somewhere else, but it's also not just a pulling away. It's about hiding, which is pulling away, really. Um, hiding is equated to disconnecting, right? Because think about it, when we hide, we're pushing stuff down, and so we're pulling. Inevitably we're pulling away from people. If we're meant to be, uh, if a vulnerable person is meant to be fully exposed, revealed. Um, nothing, nothing pushed into the shadows or the corners. Then hiding is uh, is is actual disconnection. The person moving further from closeness instead of towards it. And so the partner's pain is a signal of this um, chasm, or chasm. I don't know how you pronounce it. I'm gonna say chasm. Um, and so the the, but but the reaction of the uh, I'll say the wounded one, um, you know. Is so visceral and and, and so ins, um, intense at times and and so and sometimes they, they can end up shaming or labeling the other as, as like an adulterer or a cheater and and um, and it comes from this agonizing sting of being left of the person turning away of 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 moving moving further from from them and uh, unfortunately though the labeling only perpetuates the shaming and hiding, but the actual message is that you've turned away. That your face has turned away from me and oriented towards somewhere, someone else. And and the individual is really crying or saying that the, that the burn of this pain I feel is really that you didn't come to me. That you didn't unveil your heart to me. But then it also begs looking at why why is the other turned away, and that again there's a lot of idiosyncrasies within that little nuances I guess is the better way to say it. But the the simplified version is that they're they're still pursuing vulnerable connection. They're 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 still wanting that, um, but it's nerve wracking because they have to we have to face the unknown. We're not sure how I'm not sure how someone's going to respond. To me, or or you know, uh, I I have no idea they can accept me or reject me. They may draw close, or they may close up. Um, but yeah, I worry about their reaction or what feelings are going to come up in me if I share something with that person. You know, what 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 am I going to do with these feelings then? You know, as this person is is you know belligerent, is is trumpeting their anger loudly. Um, Belligerently, I, I, boisterously—I'm thinking, I'm trying to say—and uh, and yet I'm feeling this pain and anger and loneliness and hurt and wanting to pull away, and and so we can retreat further into this um, this this hiding, you know, or we can end up doing something to hurt the other because we feel so much hurt. And uh, but but really, underneath the person who's turned away and viewed pornography. Uh, is their heart's desire is really to be connected to that partner. I know that seems odd, um, but it really is. They're really, they're actually drawn towards their partner, but they're, they're terrified to open up. They're terrified to pursue. They're terrified to even share that they're, they're angry, angry at their partner. They feel hurt or just angry in general, but mostly I think towards their partner, Uh, which is, um, well, I'll get to that, but the, but, there's a fear in sharing their longings, even for sexual engagement, what they like sexually, what turns them on, all of that. Um, but it's too exposing to reveal their needs, their desires for closeness. And, uh, and if, if sexual trauma is a part of the, the, uh, their partner's history or their own history, um, it, it convolutes it. It convolutes and complicates uh, this closeness, this emotional and sexual intimacy. Because then they're they're running into um, their own protectives or defenses or the others, and so this can be a really uh, quite an intimidating odyssey to unravel and and get through the blockages that inhibit closeness. And so, uh, on a side note, that that the anger thing, like the the in a lot of ways, this this turning away, turning towards pornography, there's there's also this real avoidance of anger and and sharing that expressing that to the person that their their lover that they f- with whom they feel anger towards but this the and and so this this anger is necessary actually for closeness but um but what i wanted to say too about about anger and connection to sexual trauma or or just pain in general that the greater the anger and greater the projection what i mean by projection is um, putting someone's own pain or anger on someone else, uh, you know, vomiting it off from inside and onto another to get rid of it. Um, but the, the greater the the intensity of that, the 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 greater the wound and the pain. So pay attention to that. <clears throat> um, the The true reason why someone, I believe, has sought out pornography is really um, because they really are hungry for connectedness with their partner. But they're also afraid, and that they're lost in how to pursue, and and that lostness is because they're 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 disconnected from their own hearts. Um, they're trying to get connected to it, but they don't realize that, and and they're not aware of it, and 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 so in that disconnection, they're 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 trying to find it, and it's this symbolic reaching out for connection. Think about it. I mean, you do it for anything. Like there's a guy in this building that I I um we don't work in the same offices, but he works in a different suite and I notice sometimes I'll go out there and just kind of I need a um to kind of a breath of, of fresh air and to get out of my office. And there's this guy that comes and I don't know how often he comes out, but it seems fairly often he'll come out for a smoke break. And you know, I think about how, you know, smoking too is this need for attachment right this this need for connection this trying to maybe calm the anxieties within which relationships are necessary for that and uh and and not just relying on someone but also being able to be aware and address the anxieties within ourselves and know what what it's crying out for that's important but um, but I was thinking about how like even just reaching for a cigarette or reaching for a drink or reaching for food or reaching for pornography—it's just it's reaching out for connection. It's a, it's symbolic for that. It's a symptom of detachment, and yet the hunger for um for attachment for bonding. So, um, so that's I think kind of a simplified, abridged understanding of that. And um, I don't know if it's to be honest, I don't know if it's much more complicated than that. But Um, but that is what the person I believe is, is looking for is this close engagement. And yet it's, it's scary, nerve wracking, gut wrenching to move towards that person. So on that note, then the, uh, how, how do they, what's the way back to one another then? So you've, you've, you've been discovered, you've been found out um or you've been the one to discover and find out that your partner's looking at pornography and it's caused great pain um, there there's no there's no formula sometimes sometimes the reaction is well, let's increase our sex life um or you know let's incorporate pornography then but but I think that there's still the person people will feel that missingness there's this tendency then to like. Okay, I've got to curb these desires to look instead of, uh, instead of actually looking at why the desire is there to look. If that makes sense, so there isn't a step by step plan, no formula. Uh, I don't, I don't believe in formulas. <laughs> I don't agree with them. I think they can create this rigid way of living, um, but I do think that in order for the relationship to re- be repaired, there needs to be this mutual commitment to. Uh, to to moving closer, uh, and and I think the one who has turned away, it's really important. As painful as it is, um, and it doesn't mean they shut down their feelings. It doesn't mean that they you know that they avoid looking at that or sharing it with that person or whatnot. But I think the one who is turned away, um, it's really important for them to be present and allow the other to express their hurt um sometimes that hurt runs deep and intense and and often through anger and and i think it's important to show compassion and understanding to the wounded one i know that um with some of the men that i've worked with there's this tendency of they avoid sharing their own emotions or anything like that and um and i don't know if i don't know if that's helpful i do think yes being compassionate and showing um, uh, sh- showing empathy and care, and agree, and saying, yeah, this does suck, yeah, it is shitty, um, you know, and, and, yeah, I blew it, or whatever, or I don't even know if saying blowing it works, but it's like, yeah, I mean, this is painful, this is painful to, to, to you, to our relationship, um, it's, it's kind of blown it up, and, and so, you know, to join that person in that is, is, you know, I'm angry about this, too, I'm, yeah, this hurts, and, but, um, but I think, oh, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought here. I think it can be really easy to get defensive as well. Um, sometimes the partner can say, well, I was, I, you know, you weren't available and all of that. And it's like, yeah, that's not, uh, that's not going to be helpful. Um, when, some, when the partner who's, who's looked at pornography or had an affair, by the way, applies to having an affair as well, um, is to be able to own the turning away and what was drawing them, not putting it on this person of you weren't available as much as I felt lost or I felt scared or I, I felt this neediness and I was afraid to turn to you or or when you turned away, I felt this pain, I felt this anger and it was hard to move forward closer to you. Um, I think that has more of an uh, engaging effect. But the the one I would label the wounded one, the one who is, who's been wounded by the person who's looked at pornography or had an affair, um, They there's a tendency then to move away from vulnerability when they become destructive in their anger. So when they are intentionally, now they're crossing into the red zone of they're intentionally harming or shaming or, or like physically harming or verbally demeaning the other, that, that when they enter in this zone, the intimacy and the mending become obstructed. Like it just, the, the, the recipient of that will shut down, pull away, become defensive, guarded. So to stay really in that vulnerable place, it's going to be really important of just being able to say that they're angry, expressing it. Like, you know, it could be even, how could you do this? I mean, it doesn't matter, but, but when you, when people start moving into like really shaming the person, um, we'll think about it. when we feel shame, then we, we become more guarded and we hide and whatnot. But the underlying desire, even even in this expression, if it even crosses into the zone, is really to see just how deeply pained they feel. They they want the other to see that. And so, um, and so when people are, when there's this building, there's this investment into that process of allowing the wounded one to exp- express that pain. Um, then it's in, it's integral to move towards exploring the reasons that the other one has turned away whether it was pornography or an affair um but it can be far too comfortable or safe to settle back into that comfortable zone of both being in a good mood or she's oh she's in a good mood now um the waters have calmed right the partner's in a pleasant state you know why why create waves why rock the boat um but the the patterns will perpetuate though unfortunately if if the heart issues avoid being addressed so yes we want <laughs> obviously we want to move back into this place of of harmony and not disharmony of 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 closeness and and not distance of connection not disconnection of of satisfaction in the relationship of being uh being um just just being connected and so uh, but, but, if we don 't address the heart issues we 're going to move we 're going to move back into those places. so, the one who is turned away has this responsibility to understand their own needs, their own desires, their own fears, and to allow their partner into this internal world it doesn 't mean like every single little small finite detail is unveiled, but it 's essentially what is vital for the relationship to grow and i 'll share that so. The question to ask is, what was the what was the partner feeling when they reached out to porn? What were they What are they ultimately longing for? What are the What were the obstacles to revealing this to their partner? Which is usually fear, uh, or the, and the avoidance of anger, and and what were they trying to meet through pornography? And how did they feel afterwards? Like those things are 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 vital to understanding <clears throat> why, because they get to the core of 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 this, this drive towards this wandering away. And when they get to the needs and, and they face this scary, messy, murky, uncomfortable, um, journey into that, then I think it, it has potential to create closeness and growth for the relationship to develop and, and shift and be shaped and, and, and deepened and strengthened, that that there becomes this security in the relationship where we can share, we can share needs with one another, and yet there's this acceptance of distance. And when we invite and allow the other to unveil themselves, uh, I think it uniquely affects each person where they can move in this place where now they can see this person as a separate self, a separate person. Um, they're not there to complete me. They're not there to satisfy everything in me, nor, you know, or vice versa. Um, but this, it's so important that this struggling and traveling through the wounds and the barriers and the layers of shame to become their true selves. Um, or, or I'm sorry, phrase that differently that, that I, I think the struggle is necessary and the traveling through the wounds are important you know getting through these uh these sticking points these barriers these layers to become our true selves to to experience true connection that's that is a necessity for for a relationship to thrive and become alive and vibrant and grow and, and for for each other for their own our own individual selves to come alive and grow, and uh, and so this invitation, exploring that, is really important because the whole point is why someone turns away is obviously is because they're terrified the relationship's going to end, which means that that there still isn't this healthy separation of of uh, or what we call differentiation, right? This, this separateness of self and other, that I can be myself and have my own needs and all this. And this other person can be distant and struggle and not be available and, and still be okay and still be able to, to get through it. And we can share vulnerably and the person can pull away and I can pull away and come back. And, you know, it's not devastating. And so, um, so when we start exploring, the individual's pains and wounds and, and, and fears. Um, I think it has that profound impact on, on the, on engagement and bringing closeness. And so, um, so I hope that this helps. These are just kind of some thoughts to chew on here and, uh, you know, don't create formulas out of this, but I do think it, it, you know, it might require even a third party to, to help walk through this. But, but both need this need this arena to be able to explore what happened um to feel the pain of what happened uh and when people can commit to that and stay committed and connected um and 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 get angry because I think that anger will be really important to moving forward and moving closer uh I think that that has a beautiful, wonderful healing impact individually and in the relationship as well. So take care, everybody.